one-of-a-kind music immersion experience. Prepare to enter the zone. We are on the This is Nephi Winchester, and this is Radio Free Lo-Fi, and I'm with my co-host. Where are you? Are you there? Uh, I'm right here, man. What's going on, Nephi? It is Johnny Beatastic. Oh, man, we're excited today, man, because, you know, this is like the first show that we put out. We've been talking about it. We did a, a little snippet, and people know that we're, we're coming out with this, you know, and this is our first time, actually, that we're doing this. Now, now, if you, if you hear Johnny sounding kind of like in a... What the hell are you uh, like a tube or something? That's because he's uh he's uh doing via phone, via phone. Yeah, live live via via phone. Yeah. So what's going on, man? What, what what's on your mind today? Man, you know I'm just excited about this show. You know uh, I've been hearing that a lot of people are interested, and you know first of all, I want to tell our listeners thank you for listening. You know obviously it means a lot to both of us that. You know, we get the chance to, to broadcast some really cool music, stuff you might not be able to get somewhere else. And also, to the artists themselves, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity for you to get your music heard uh, by, you know, a fan base out there that appreciates it. And I think that's kind of a, a big thing, and, and I think that's something that's, you know, something that I'm excited about being part of, you know. Yeah. Now, now one thing that Johnny is good at, and that's interviewing our artist and that's one thing that we want to do in the show is be able to introduce you guys to new music introduce you guys to um to the artists themselves now uh, keep in mind each artist has a different personality and may sound different from you know what you, you know some uh, you know what i'm saying you know i'm having that at all <laughs> <laughs> yes i don't have no personality <laughs> It's just the way it is, man. That's just the way the, the music is. So yeah. the music speaks for them because they can't speak very well. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> God. That's so funny, but that's so true. But you know, the the first interview that we want to do before we even do it, I want to go ahead and play one of his songs. Now, you you you, you said his name earlier. I don't. I can't say it. I, I'll call it Shigorio Shagra. What what is it, man? Shagwire. Shagwire. Yeah, we got this music thanks to uh, the guys at Marley Records. Um, they are putting his, I think they've already released it, one of his uh, cassettes out, their cassette label. And um, anyway, I want to be able to uh, let everybody hear a little bit of that. So let's listen to one of his first tracks, uh, Shagwire from, uh, yeah, Shagwire. This is a cute girl coming at you here on Radio Free Lo-Fi. Thank you. 
Okay, that was cute girl. Shag oh, that was a pretty cool track, man. I definitely, I definitely like the vibe that that, that he kind of puts out there with that, and and you know, it definitely has got that lo-fi feel to it. Uh, you know, I think I think this is definitely uh, you know I'd like to hear more of them. You know, I think and hopefully the listeners do too. I think it sounds kind of sexy. It's just like I don't know what it is, but I, I like it because it's different. Now, one thing I did hear about this guy is that he records everything on his iPhone, and for me, recording this on his iPhone is is pretty damn good. But but it sounds really kind of like sexy. That's not a plug for Apple products by any shape or form, is it, Nephi? No, 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 not at all. But man, <laughs> I, I tell you what, man, uh, yeah, it's it's sexy. Like, I don't know, hey, Shagwire, you know that's sexy. You know, so that's that's kind of cool. And now you had the opportunity to actually talk to this dude, right? Oh, definitely. Okay, well that's cool. So we're gonna hear that here shortly. But uh, I want to play another song from him. Uh, I don't know which one it was that I kind of i I think it was kind of cool. I think it was called Aggression or something like that. I'm not too sure, but let's hear this uh, next tune by. Say his name again. Shagwire. Shagwire. Aggression.
All right, that was aggression by Jaguar. Got a nice, nice, nice sound, man. I like the sound, man. Okay, let, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it's not like my favorite song <clears throat> of all the other ones that I've heard from him. But what I like about it, it's like it takes me back because it reminds me of a little bit like I'm waiting for like Bella Lugosi to start singing. You know what I'm saying? You know, like. <laughs> Bauhaus. Yeah, there you go, Bauhaus. It reminds me a little of that, you know. I don't know what the hell he's saying because you know the, the the mix, the way it is, you know, so you know, kind of melodic and everything else, you know. But it sounds cool. But I'm waiting for Bauhaus to you know come out there and start singing and everything else too. But that also reminded me a little bit, kind of gave me some kind of vibe, '80s style music, but more along the lines of like Upstairs and Eric's, you know, like the mm. jazz stuff back in the day. Yeah. So, so the Vince Clark kind of kind of vibe man like like a lot of the electronic kind of stuff yeah and and that's really cool stuff you know it's it's really cool stuff you know i i personally like i said it's not my favorite song but i appreciate it because of the sound that it has and it just like i said it reminds me of something i'm waiting for that you know that voice you know oh i know exactly what you're talking about yeah you know and, and his his vocals you know i don't know what like i said i don't know what the hell he's saying but it sounds cool at the same time. So it has that lo-fi sound kind of twist of 80s um, electronica. I don't know, you know? So Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a, cool, a cool thing, man. I, 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 like I said, again, I want to hear more from this guy, and hopefully, you know, he'll keep making music on his iPhone. Yeah, uh, let's, yeah. So why don't we go ahead and jump into the, you know, the interview that you had with him and then we'll come back play one of his other tunes and then get on to the next featured artist that we have how's that sounds good to me man okay here we go we are here tonight with ian McHugh from the band shagwire and just tell me a little bit ian first of all welcome to radio free lo-fi uh we want to welcome you to the show hey uh, tell me a little bit about the band, uh, and the name, you know, where, where does that come from? Kind of give our listeners a little bit of a, a backstory, if you will, on, on you and, and the band. Um, well, uh, it was kind of conceived as like a recording project just for myself. Um, there's nobody else. It's just me. Um, you know, I, I do it all at home on my phone like, you know, in my bedroom. And uh, it kind of just started when um, I didn't really work too well with, like, some of the bands I've been in previously because I'm way more picky and my bandmates' uh, musical taste didn't really match up with mine. Okay. Uh, so I kind of just started to do it on my own and make recordings that suited sounds that I wanted to make. And I just started putting them out on Bandcamp and next thing I know, I'm just... You know, still going. How long? How long have you been doing this? Uh, I started. I think. I think last summer. I think it's when I started. So last July. Okay, and and how long have you been creating music? Is this the the first foray into it, or have you had some other experience? Um, I mean, like I've jammed with some friends from school. Uh, over the past five years, it's just this year I've actually been, you know, experimenting, experimenting more with uh, writing and practicing since I started okay. this project. Sure. Well, tell me a little bit about your influences. How, who who are some of your influences that kind of, uh, you know, kind of led you to this style of music? Uh, I mean, it, like some of my overall influences, definitely uh, Waves, Aerial Pink. Uh, Ty Siegel, and then kind of what got me interested in recording my own stuff at home uh, was a local band around here called Speedy Ortiz. What was singing? You say that again? Uh, Speedy Ortiz was the name of the band. They're from Boston. Okay. And had you checked out some shows or just checked them out online? I mean, how did, how did you find out about that group? Uh, I heard about Speedy through my drum teacher, actually, and then after doing a little more research on their music and stuff, I found out that it was also started as a recording project and that the uh, songwriter had actually been making recordings of her own, like just at home. And that really got me inspired. Well, interesting. 
that's that's definitely interesting stuff. Tell me a little bit about you know what would you classify your style of music as, and and why would you classify it that way? I've I've tried to like kind of put myself under a single sort of umbrella genre in the past, and I mean like lo-fi is really the only thing I could maybe lo-fi or experimental I could put it under, but like the entire purpose of the project was for me to um, try to kind of go into as many genres as I wanted to. Like most of my releases have been themed under certain genres. So I've kind of gone into a lot of stuff. It's just really the only thing that has stayed the same is that it's all been intentionally lo-fi and like soaked in reverb and stuff. Sure. Sure. I mean, I, I, and and I've listened to a a few of the tracks and, and I definitely would, would agree with that. I think, I think there's there's definitely a lot of elements of of some of the the musicians out there that you know that that have it's very different different difficult to classify in terms of overall. But I think as you said, you know, using lo-fi as as an idea genre, even experimental, um, you know, I, I I definitely can see the 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 influences that you mentioned. Let me let me ask you a little bit about the creative process. What is what is your process? look like i mean you say you do all the recordings yourself and everything else i mean how does that look kind of kind of identify that a little bit for the listeners so they kind of you know those of them who who are doing their own home recordings maybe can get some kind of insight and some kind of uh you know uh just just the experience itself if you would typically when i when i record i'll uh i'll try to start um with one you know instrument that i really like so Maybe it'll start with uh, one one day I'll just hear a band that I really like. And so step one would be like I just kind of get inspired to do stuff. But usually it's by a specific project by another artist. And um, I'll pick out a theme I kind of like from it. And from there, I guess, I don't know. I'll just pick an instrument to start the record on. Usually it's guitar. and um, oh. And then I'll just build it from guitar up i'll just write the song as i record it okay what are you using what what type of equipment are you using for your recordings um i actually do all of my recording or in the past uh, all the stuff i've released so far has been done with only my iphone and my iphone mic um wow okay some of my releases uh were done with just my acoustic guitar and my voice. That's that's definitely. I mean, you know, that's it's kind of funny. You know, I, I come from a, a you know a long line of, of music that you know we did a lot of recordings in actual studios. You know, back when when we did music, you didn't have the ability just to to do things like you do now. And and now you can do everything on your phone. Or you can do everything, you know, online or, or or digitally, and it's just amazing what technology is, has enabled musicians to be able to do. And that's that's such an impressive impressive thing. And obviously, you're an example of it by what you're saying. I mean, you're using your iPhone and just the mic. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's awesome. I think that's definitely uh, one of the things that's allowed me to kind of keep my drive for it. <laughs> Well, let me let me ask you. Let's kind of change gears a little bit. So, one of the things that I'm sure that that our listeners are interested in is: Do you think that you you as a musician you want to continue on the path of doing everything yourself as far as the promotion, the production, and everything else like that, like self publishing, or are you like a lot of the artists out there that still you know feel that they want to have some type of label backing? Uh, through that process to, to, you know, to, to overall increase the exposure possibly. I, I mean, like, I would love to have outside help and stuff. It's uh, the only part that I just get hung up on is the writing process. Sometimes it's, I just find it difficult to kind of create a product that I'm satisfied with, with other people. I, I don't really work well with other people in terms of writing, unfortunately. Well, and that's understandable. You know, I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of a lot of musicians who feel that way. Uh, either they find one or two people, like as far as their bandmates, that they work really well with, uh, and that's why they've you know been in the uh, 
the band or been in that process for so long with that individual or individuals. Uh, but then you are have you have several again who who just do better in an individual situation, and and that's understandable. Uh, do you think that that is going to influence at all uh, the the way that you go about uh, you know? The, I guess the next steps of the process as far as getting your music out there to the right people. I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? Essentially, what I'm asking is, do you think that the fact that you're an individual and you you don't work well with as far as the writing process with others, do you think that also influences in terms of relationships that you may have with, say, quote unquote, a label, uh, management company, uh, anything like that? Do you think it does? You think that affects that in any way? Oh, um, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I guess just kind of like the role I would, I would kind of see my music with the label would be is just you know a label kind of, uh, I, I don't know, me producing music and then uh, working with other people to put it out there and just me still retaining my own sort of creative control over it. Okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense. What what is the the next steps as far as the goal that you have, uh, you know, as far as your music? I mean, what are you, what are you wanting to accomplish with that? I I guess the whole point of the project for me in the past has just been uh, experiment, but also bring myself forward and just constantly improve in some way. And as of late, I've been getting into um, mixing in stereo. Prior to this, I only did mono, and I didn't even realize that it sounded the way it did because I mixed in mono. Um, and I've gotten a completely different sound from it because I've started mixing in stereo late, lately. Um, this is stuff I've done after the stuff I'm going to be releasing with you guys. And I guess another question is, you know, one of the things I think would be important for our, list, our listeners is, what are you wanting for people to hear your music to get from it? I mean, I know that's a difficult question to, to answer because sometimes that's very uh, subjective, but what do you feel as an artist that you want uh, your listeners to get from, from your art? Well, for people listening to it, I mean, I just, I really just want them to kind of enjoy it. I mean, I, Ariel Pink is one of my largest influences, and I, I really kind of liked his whole hands-off approach of his music where uh, some artists kind of just have the idea of, you know, I like making music and I'll share it with people, but I'm not going to make it for people, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So so essentially, you, you, you're sharing it. You want people to be, you know, touched by it to get what they get from it, but at the same time, you're, you're, you're not doing it for somebody else. You're, you're doing it for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've also been doing it as a means of, you know, keeping busy, and uh, it's just one of my hobbies, and I, I just really like to make good sounding music. A lot of it that I've done has been kind of uh, intentionally corny or cliche lyric wise, and I mean, I just think that it's the recording process that makes everything so fun. Well, uh, you know, and, and, and I, and I think that's that's an important thing to to always remember as a musician is, is that you have to get out of it more than, you know, as, as much as you put into it or more. So you literally have to have that feeling that what you're doing, you, you're doing it for a lot of reasons. Sometimes it's it's done just to, if you will, just to be a, a release of, of emotion or whatever else. And as musicians, we put that into the music and, you know, we put it out there. And But at the same time, we also kind of want the, the, you know, people to hear it. You know what I mean? There is that that end goal that we want people to hear it and to to appreciate it. And you know, it doesn't mean that that we're doing it for them. But at the same time, you know, in in the end, we 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 like the appreciation. I mean, don't you feel the same way? Oh, absolutely. Well, well, wonderful. Well, I'll tell you, Ian, I enjoyed you know getting a chance to 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 talk with you again uh, for the listeners. This is Ian uh, McHugh from Shagwire. And and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be able to play a lot more of your your upcoming tracks as as you write them and create them. And and for our listeners, what would you would like to leave them with? I don't know. Stay classy. I got more stuff coming. <laughs>
I like that. I think that that's a that's a great way to to to, to end the end this interview. Again, thanks so much, and and we appreciate having you here tonight. Thanks, man. Okay, so that's the last song of uh, our artist there. What is his name again? Shagwire. <laughs> I keep asking you, like, what is his name it's again? Like, it's like Jaguar, shagging in a Jaguar, essentially, I guess is what it is. So he's shagging a Jaguar? Is that what he's doing? <laughs> that could be kind of dangerous, man. I don't know if you want to shag Jaguar. <laughs> Yeah, you might have some long claws there, or something might happen, or something might fall off. I don't know, anyway. <laughs> or maybe some kind of, you know, just some kind of ode to 70s, you know, 70s rock. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, check them out. I'm going to have, um, on our notes, we'll have some uh, links to uh, his his site or whatever. And, again, you could probably pick up his stuff on, uh, well, not probably, you can pick up his stuff on Marley Records. They're releasing his uh I guess his first debut cassette or whatever. But um, now the other artist that we have, um, you want to tell us a little bit about him? Are you talking about uh, Kinduska Egg? K- a Kinduska Egg? What was it? <laughs> Kinduska Egg. Oh, Kinduska Egg. Like a keg of beer that's condustible. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure, man. I mean, I... I, the interview was good, but I, I don't I don't even I don't even know what the name means. But yeah, Kinduska. Okay, Kinduska. Okay, supersonic egg. Okay, that that's cool. Um, I like his music, man. I, I've been checking it out, and uh, I, I I dig it because it's really relaxing. Now this is we're going to take a totally different swing from our previous artist to this one here because this guy is more like he reminds me of a a twist of ambient mixed with I don't know. Lo-fi mixed with Scientifica. I don't know. I don't well, know. When, when uh, our listeners check out the interview with him, they'll get a sense of that. You know, they get a sense of, because he kind of told me a little bit about about that, but I don't want to spoil it for our listeners. Let, you know, let them listen to the interview and they'll kind of get some kind of insight on, you know, who his influences are and that'll kind of kind of put that in perspective. The one thing I will say is, you know, it's kind of a, like soundscapes, you know, mm-hmm. if you, if you think of, you know, an image in your mind, of something that's like a soundscape, kind of a full, uh, all encompassing type of deal, that, that's, that's what I get from him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, <clears throat> I received the files, uh, from this guy, his music and everything else. And there's like, man, it's very, very relaxing. Um, like I said, it's really, I don't know. Oh, it's just, oh, 
<laughs> no, I wanted to like light up a candle or two or three, maybe have a, a glass of water with a, a beautiful woman. Glass of water. Yeah, I don't drink, so you know, it's one oh, of those I know. things. <laughs> For our listeners, that's a good thing too. Yeah, yeah, maybe back in the day, but not no more. So, um, yeah, I remember when I was having too ginger much of those. Ale, man, ginger ale. Oh man, that's killer, man. I don't even want to talk about ginger ale. I mean, ginger ale. What is it? A new one, Canadian Drive with cranberry. That's the bomb. Oh, oh, that's good stuff. That is that. You all you need is a can of that and a woman. You're good. Anyway, so exactly. Yeah. So here's uh I want to play this one because the weird thing about it, it's not weird it's cool. Uh I got his cassette it was given to us by uh distributor label I think the uh, Marley Records again they're putting out his stuff um and um they uh it's 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 different because uh it's like it, he doesn't really have names he has like like November the 5th was one and November the 6th is one. So he, he does it by dates or he does it by locations. I don't know, but it's kind of cool. So let's play, uh, let's just, uh, let's play November the 5th and, uh, uh, or let's, eh, let's try living room. Here we go. Living room and recording. <laughs> You know that was strange, but yeah, that, was, that was uh that was living room that was like a dust gig. yeah that was uh living room you know I know this is i think his I listened to his tape, and this is like the last song of his tape, and I like it because it kind of reminds me of kind of when you and I Johnny would get together sometimes and just jam and just like you know, all kinds of things were going in the background. You remember that one song we did? It's like, death is knocking at my door. <laughs> I heard yeah, it there man. a thousand yeah, times. You know which one that, I'm talking about. <laughs> that, that's the one about the vampires. Oh, yeah. The bleeding fertilizer. Cut your blood up and leave it for fertilizer. <laughs> it does kind of remind me that. Mind you, a little bit of that stuff or a little bit of like China Doll. Uh, oh, yeah. China Doll for sure. One day I'm going to find that and I'm going to play it in the next show and see, uh, we, you know, we, it may be a hit. We don't even know. It's been one of those closet George tapes. Child, shout out. Oh yeah. George William Child. There you are. I don't know where he's at. I've seen a couple of his articles now. I think he's teaching it. Uh, oh God. What's that? Look? Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> um, that's, that's strange song, but kind of cool song because like I said, it kind of gives a, like a, an ambient feel, uh, you know, a noise. It, it reminds me of noise because I get the phone going on in the background, somebody's conversating, and then somebody's playing a play, it sounds like a play school instrument in the background. You know, that ding, ding, yeah, it ding. Kinda, it's kind of, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> strange. It's, I think it's like one of those play school xylophones or something like that. I'm not too sure. 
But anyways, that's 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 kind of cool. Let's check out another song of his, and, th- and we're going to go a little bit. I think this is uh, one of his softer ones. I think it's called, uh, yeah, this is November the 5th. Here we go. Okay, so that sounds kind of, uh, I don't know, what do you think? Again, kind of like living room, it's, uh, you know, like I said, kind of the whole soundscape thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's strange, but it's not a bad strange, but, you know, it's, um, I don't know how to explain it to me, it's just like, a, you know, it reminds me of scientific, you know, some kind of science, I don't know, when I hear like that. Lab experiment? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, because it's like when the, the first part is like, wing, wing, it sounds like the sun, I can see like the sun rising, you know, and then it's kind of like dust at dawn. I see some zombies walking around in the background. Right. <laughs> 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 you know, something like that. Oh I, my God. I, I, you in know, the distance, I, there's a shag wire. <laughs> Well, you know, I just, that's that's what I see. But I'm not saying that the music's bad. I like it. You know, I dig his music. It's it's different. It's strange. You know me, Johnny. I like strange stuff. You know. No, and, I know uh, Andres Boltenweider. Oh, Andres Boltenweider. Oh man, I like him. Otman Liebert and all these other dudes. You know, all those. But the thing is, the thing is, it's, again, it's the. You know, like I said, even in the interview, he told me that he, he wants to create these soundscapes, and I think that's what he's doing. Ah. I, mean, I think that, you know, if you listen to listen to that one, you definitely get a sense of, you know, I don't know what was going on on that date mm-hmm. specifically, but, uh, you know, maybe he can tell us, you know, at some point down the road or whatever, but I, I definitely get a vibe that, you know, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to create a whole mood, and that's what, and it's cool when 
your music can do that. And, that's, and I get that from his stuff. Yeah, you know, the thing about music, and, and, and you know, you think about music that we hear today on the radio, which I don't because it totally sucks. Uh, there's nothing to it. It's just pretty much they get this dude, they give him a bunch of money, or he thinks he gets a bunch of money, but you know how records companies are. Uh, oh, heck yeah. And, and, and they, and, and they just produce, it's kind of like cookie cutter houses. You get another one, same sound, same look, another one, and another one, another one. You know, it's not, there's no originality, there's no creativity, there's no, uh, freedom of, uh, kind of expressing yourself. And I think that's just important. Um, but you know, it's like I said, it's different. It's something that, uh, you know, I, it's just depends on my mood. You know, I would, it's something that would probably set me in a mood or something like that. Or, but when I, when I listen to this guy's music, I hear like, you know, I, I visualize it. Of course, mine was like the dust of dawn with the zombies walking around, but you know, <laughs> you know, for I'm some. Not sure. I'm not sure if that's exactly the vibe he had in mind. I, I get more of a, I get more of a kind of, uh, like, like you kind of said, the mad scientist laboratory, but at the same time, he's creating something and there's this, this vision that's mm-hmm. going on. And, and, and you kind of see, I think for me, you know, what I got from that piece and, and even living room to some degree, is there's a beginning and there's kind of a middle and there's an end to the piece. So that, they don't just, you know, and that's, that, that's coming from the standpoint of being a musician like we are, you know, it, it's kind of, it's interesting when you can see how someone creates a piece of music and it has a beginning, a middle and an end. And that's, that's rare. Right. You know, usually it's the same thing, like you said, repetitive over and over again, especially if it's radio friendly, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of the mindset here that this is definitely something that probably is not going to get the mainstream kind of attention, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that's what he's after. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Most artists that are doing things like this, or even most indie artists or, or whatever, they're not looking to be on the radio. You know, they're just looking to play their music and somebody appreciating it, you know? And that's, that's one thing that we, we, we focus on here on our, on our program is to kind of bring new music out for others, people that to appreciate it because, you know, this is art, man. This is art. No matter how it sounds, it's art. It's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the kind of like the emotional, the spiritual, the, the, you know, I don't know, all kinds of different things that all put into it to create something that'll actually express themselves out to other people. But, you know, let's, why don't we go ahead and just jump into the interview with you, with him and, and uh, see how that goes. And then we'll finish it off with one of his songs. And then, uh, yeah, we'll talk about what we're going to be coming up with our next program. How's that? That sounds good, man. And, and keep in mind, uh, listeners that these interviews are not perfect. They're not exact, but I'll tell you, you know, I, I try to get everything I can out of these guys. You know, when we can kind of get some insight on, you know, their mindset, how they go about creating the music they create and just, you know, what they're looking to do with it. You know, what, what's the purpose? And I think that's important, you know, from a musician standpoint, but it's also important from a, a listener standpoint, so you kind of get a sense of these artists are out there trying to create something unique because all the bullshit crap that's out there on the radio, all the mainstream stuff that you hear every day that's repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. This is something if you if you appreciate the artistic integrity involved in the creative process, then this is definitely the kind of stuff to look to look for. Yeah, and, and I want to also uh, emphasize that our show is not something that we don't we don't. You know, we don't do no scripts or anything else. It, we, we just go it on the fly and, and just kind of, you know, just letting it, you know, kind of just expressing ourselves the way we express it. There's nothing that we read or anything like that. We're just saying what comes to our mind and, and kind of conversating about, a, you know, a piece of music, you know, and, and we just because we want to give it that that real feeling because we're real people. These are real artists and y'all are real people listening to it. And we just want to keep it real. Like I've always said. So anyway, let's check this out. This is the, uh, let's go ahead and go to the interview. And then after that, we'll go ahead and uh, go into one of his last songs before we head out. Sounds good. All right. Well, we're here today with Jesse Guerin with Kanduskeg. Uh Jesse, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. You're welcome, man. Listen, uh, let's talk a little bit about the music. How did all this come together? Give our listeners a little history on you and, and the music that, you, that you're involved with. I've been uh, playing music for a few years now, um, and I just started accumulating songs and developing a style of playing. So I decided to record them, and then I just put 
a few of them out uh, in December. Okay. And and how would you describe this, your music? Um, it's definitely like a psychedelic influence to uh, instrumental music. Very relaxing, oh. a little ambient. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. And and what are some of your influences as an artist that's kind of shaped the the style of of your music and and you know where you're going with it? Um, a lot of early surf surf rock, like such as the Beach Boys, but like Surf's Up, that one album by Beach Boys, especially they use a lot of wah and the same effects that I do. And then more ambient artists such as Brian Eno, Emily, Emily Sprague, and then some like New England psych artists such as John Andrews and the Yons or Bonnie Dune, uh, Matt Montanale, Real Estate. Sure, sure, and and. What do you think about those artists has influenced you? Uh, just the the way that their music sounds and is played, uh, I just, like, really connect with it. So I wanted to try to emulate that. I see. I see. I mean, I, so so give our give our listeners a little perspective on, you know, on on your unique style. What do you bring to the, the table that's different from, from, from the music that's out there right now? Um, it's all self-produced by me in my bedroom, and it's very warm feeling, and I I try to bring, like, aspects of nature into my music and, like, the feeling of being outdoors, especially. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Kind of kind of give our listeners a little bit more information about that process. What is What does that look like? I mean, what are you, what are you recording with? I mean, what kind of gear are you using? Just, just yes. give people an idea of what they can do. Um, I, I record with just a, a hard line straight to my laptop, so it's, it's an audio interface, and then I'm recording straight onto that, and I'm using just a guitar and a microcore synthesizer on all the tracks, and then I just try to visualize that, uh, different scenes in nature I've experienced, and then I will try to transcribe that into music. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of get that. I mean, so, so basically you're using some, some, you know, ambient type of sounds and, and, and guitars and everything else to kind of create a soundscape. Is that, would you say your, say your music's kind of like a soundscape? Yeah, for sure. Definitely soundscape influence. And you've got an album coming out, uh, soon, right? Yeah, in a few weeks. It's called Tidal Pool. Um, I'm just waiting for the cassette to be finished up pressing and then I will, that, and it will be out. I'll release it. Well, sweet. How do how do our listeners get a copy of it? Um, they can check it out on my Bandcamp, which is just like congestate.bandcamp.com, or through my record label, which will be marleyrecords.bandcamp.com. Okay. Well, sweet. And, and I'm sure the listeners will be interested in, in picking that up. And we'll we'll be playing some some music uh, from from your your stuff on the show. Uh, sweet. Let's let's talk a little bit about the music industry as a whole, Jesse. It seems like a lot more artists are self-publishing and promoting, and especially with social media sites like YouTube, SoundCloud, Instagram, and stuff like that. You know, it seems like they can get their music out there to a larger audience in a, in a much quicker process than just going through, you know, a label or relying on that type of that type of pathway. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, yeah, definitely, like. Um, it's really accessible to record and write your own music now that you can just have, like, build, build up your own studio in the bedroom for, like, $150 easily with all the equipment that you need. And so it's just more accessible for an early-on artist uh, to write and record music. Well, sweet. You know, and I think that's a, that's something that I've noticed, too. You know, when I first started out playing music when, you know, I was younger, you know, you didn't have access to that. I mean, you, you had, like, four tracks. Uh, you know, you could bump tracks and that kind of stuff, uh, you know, and, and you could carry that with you, and, and those ran off of tapes. Uh, but now, since everything's digital and online and basically virtual in the cloud, I mean, it seems like that it's endless in terms of the amount of tracks that, that you can that you can have at one given time. And I think that makes it very easy for musicians, you know, who, who in the moment, you know, they're trying to create something. And they don't have to 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 worry about the process because the, the, they get the process, they get the recording and everything at the same time, so they have it, save access to it. Don't you don't you think that's true? 
Yeah, right, for sure. Well, sweet, sweet. Well, are you playing shows currently? Talk a little bit about that. I have a, I have a show tonight in Orono, Maine, and then I have shows throughout Maine through the spring. And then actually, yesterday I just got booked for Tech Fest in Vermont, and that's July 29th, and I'll be playing at that. Are you going to have tickets available on a, on a website, or how, how can people have access to see you live? Um, I'll put the dates and the locations on my, my band camp and Instagram, which my Instagram is just underscore. Okay, sweet, sweet. Well, where do you see yourself headed next, Jesse? I mean, what are, what are you looking to do as an artist? Are you looking to keep, you know, self-promoting as far as your music is concerned? Or, I mean, you say you have a label. Uh, I mean, are you looking for a major label distribution? I mean, what, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I'm not sure where I'm going to head with a label. I haven't really thought that far in advance, but I definitely want to keep touring and keep writing music, keep playing shows, and we'll just see where it goes from there. We'll talk a little bit about the creative process. You know, how do you keep your integrity as an artist at the same time, you know, make a living? I think that's a, a big issue, you know, it, unless someone's working, like, you know, another career and they do music on the side. You know, it, it's very difficult to make a living as an artist, to, you know, to truly make a living. Talk a little bit about, you know, how, how you're able to, to work with that. Uh, well, I, I have a day job. I'm a delivery driver. And then uh, my music is what I try to put most of my energy into when I'm not working my real job. But at some point, I'd love for it to be my real job. But we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, but... I, hope, I, I make a little bit of money off my music, but not that much to make it a living, but I hope someday. Well, that sounds, I mean, yeah, that's that's exactly it, you know. And, again, like I said, it, it's difficult to balance that sometimes. You know, I've worked with a lot of artists over the years that, you know, again, you know, they, they, they've been, you know, told by people or, or they've been kind of put in the situation that, you know, they thought they were a sellout. And, and really they weren't. It was just a situation where they had to put food on the table. And so right. they had to make things were a little bit more mainstream. And sometimes, you know, they had to sacrifice a little bit of their artistic integrity for that purpose. And I think the listeners kind of, you know, want to be able to to know that they can still keep their, especially the musicians, want to be able to keep the the idea of their music and at the same time be able to, you know, take care of take care of their day to day responsibilities. I mean, do you think that that's an easy process? Or do you think that's something that's extremely difficult? Um, it dep- I guess it depends on your fan base. Like, for more mainstream bands, uh, for sure, if, like, you change your sound just for yourself, you have a lot of fans who are upset. But for right now, my sound is pretty consistent, and I don't really have any plans to change it, so I'm not too worried yet. But if it comes down to it, I'll definitely, like, change my sound if I want to, my music. Well, sweet, sweet. Tell me this. I mean, you know, g- give me a little bit uh of something that that we can expect you know from you going forward i mean to kind of give our listeners something you know uh to to anticipate if you will oh yeah sure well i have shows all summer long and i'm gonna try to book another tour for the fall or winter and then i'm gonna start working on another album after that and hopefully get it up by next summer well sweet well jesse i appreciate you taking the time I know that you've got a busy schedule as we all do, but but yeah. it's great getting a chance to talk to you and, and we want it we can't wait to hear more from you moving forward. Sweet, yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, thanks a lot, man. No problem. See ya.
Okay, that was uh, October the 28th. You know what this sounded like? What do you think, man? It sounded like uh, closing the bar. You know, like, I've already had enough to drink. I see a bunch of guys, you know, passed out on the floor, and they're sweeping the guys up and tossing them out. You know, it's it's the last call. It's over with. I'm going home, and I'm not going to get lucky. So that's what I see. You know, um, so you talking? So you're saying it sounds like a guy's got beer goggles looking around the bar <laughs> to find the last, the last girl of the night or or guy of the night or whatever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's that's what I hear. You know, or yeah, that's that's what I see. As soon as I started hearing that, I was like, yeah, I could see somebody just like you know, it's over with. You know, just you know, who's out there? I got to go. This is no more beer for me. You know, I got a big hangover. I'm going to pay for it tomorrow. That kind of stuff. But, you know, this is October the 28th. Now, what I would like to hear, if you're listening out there and uh, what is it? Course, what is the name? Car, car, what is it again? <laughs> Kenduskeg. Kenduskeg. Okay. Um, I would like to hear you do something like October the 31st because, you know, I'm a big horror fan. So I would like to hear yeah, something. I'd like to, I'd like to hear March 17th. March 17th. What is March 17th? St. Patrick's Day. Oh, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we get some cool stuff for December 20th. <laughs> now we're just messing with you, man. Anyway, the the truth is this music's definitely got a cool, cool ambient kind of vibe. And, and when I talked to him, he kind of mentioned that that is definitely still an influence as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you get a feeling of a full, like I said, a full uh, visionary kind of thing. Every, I think anybody who listens to this, they get in their mind, they get their own picture of something. You know, it, it definitely causes you to think or to take you places. And I think that's a cool thing for music to be able to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think each, each it's kind of like uh, each, uh, you know, each individual is going to have their own interpretation or own vision of what they see when they, you know, hear his music. So, you know, I, I, I know I'm, I play around a lot and everything else, but, you know, I want to wish you luck and I want you to, you know, to, yeah, uh, no, I want you to. Well, I'm more like, yeah, I wish you luck and, you know, I hope to hear more of your music and um, I wish you luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's that's the thing, you know, because that's that's a question I, I ask all the artists that I interview with, and and and, and listeners, you, you'll hear that in the interviews. In every single interview, you're going to hear that because the the hardest thing to do as an artist, and 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 and, and Nephi and I both, you know, we we've been in many many bands, and we've been in several bands together way back in the day, and you know, it, it, the hardest thing to do as an artist is to Keep artistic integrity mm-hmm. at the same time you're trying to make a living with your music. Yeah. Because it's very difficult, and, and we understand it, it's very difficult as an artist to go out there, you know, and, to, and to, to play shows and that where you're getting paid, and at the same time do the music you really want to do. Right. So to be able to have that ability, it's amazing. So we wish success to every single artist that we, that we play on our show or any of the interviews that we do, you know, we wish nothing but the best for you. And, and like I said, we just joke around because that's who we are. That's right. You know, and, um, of course, like, I, you know, for you listeners out there, we're going to have a, a, in our show notes, we'll put down how you can contact these individuals, these artists and everything else for their music and, and give you some links and all that. But before we go, I want to play a song because what we're trying to do is kind of get you prepped up for the next, the next, uh, the next interviews and the next music will be, um, um, I guess, uh, featuring. So these guys, I got this from my friend Doc. He sent it to me today. And uh, it's uh, some, I think they're from Brazil. They're called Os Fumantes. And they have a song called Baby, I Need You. So it's kind of cool. I listen to it. And I kind of like it. So let's see if. You know what you think and everything else, but do you have anything else? And we're going to close the show with this song. You have anything else to say, uh, uh, Johnny, before we take off? You know, guys, keep listening to music. You know, keep 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 requesting music that's just not mainstream. And, and and you know, definitely. And if you're a musician, get out there and put your own music out there. You know, and and contact us and and get your music on our show. Get your music on other shows. 
You know, the only way people are going to hear your stuff is if you, if you get out there and you play it. And the only way you're going to hear other people's stuff is if you, if you try to find it and you listen to it. That's right. You know, you're not going to find that on mainstream radio, and you're not going to find that in your local record store. You know, you're going to find that by, by you know, podcasts like what we're doing, and, and that's why we're doing it. You know, we want to put music out there and get it appreciated by the people who want it. That's right. Yeah, so if you guys got anything, you know, if you're you're an artist or a band, you're listening to it, uh, to us and everything else, please send us, uh, you know, messages on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at Radio Free Lo-Fi. And, um, yeah, we'll be glad to, to check out your music and put it on our show. And, you know, and, uh, yeah, so keep eating your Wheaties. Don't eat a lot of Twinkies and don't drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, keep eating your Wheaties. Don't eat a lot of Twinkies. And I think that there's, there's some drink that makes a guy go bad. Let's see. He can't, you know, he can't do anything with it. I think it's, uh, Mountain Dew. Don't drink Mountain Dew because, you know, you know what it does to you. Anyway, we're out. We're gone. So this is Los. No, it's not Los. It's Os Fumantes. Baby. Os Fumantes. Yeah. Gay, I mean, we're, we're going to be. Yeah. These guys are going to be coming on here. They, I, I definitely want you to, you know, Johnny, to try and, and get with these guys because they're pretty cool. So let's let's listen to their song. Baby, I need you now. No, is it baby? I need you. All right. And we're out and we'll see you until next time. Don't eat too many Twinkies.